0: All right, news roundup, information overload. Our eight hundred nine four one Sean, our number. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, you know it's interesting. The media, the mob. It doesn't matter how wrong they are, how often they're wrong. You know, more recently, you know, look at their they're wrong in the case of of Kyle uh, Rittenhouse, uh, what the Jesse Smollett case. Uh, They're wrong in Ferguson, Missouri. They're wrong in Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman's case. They're wrong with Richard Jewell going back many years ago. They're wrong with Freddie Gray in Baltimore. They're wrong with UVA, Cambridge police, uh, Duke lacrosse. Doesn't matter. Four four years peddling a hoax, a lie that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. And by the way, I guess I got to give a little credit to The Washington Post. Everything we reported on the Steele dossier was total BS. We're all the... Networks, the three networks, were the cable channels that spent every single minute, hour of every day lying to their audience. And all the evidence was there available to them, but yet they ignored it all. No apologies, no retractions, nothing. And then they just move on to the next lie. And now they right now, the last thing they want to talk about is Joe Biden's horrific record. So let's talk about January 6th. Every second, every minute of every day, not the fact that build back better New Green Deal socialism is dead. and according to Kristen Cinema, so is their attempted power grab to pack the courts and getting rid of the filibuster. We have some of the media's craziest moments of 2020.
1: listen. State after state, Fox News and Republicans, conservatives have whipped up a moral panic about so-called critical race theory. This is just the latest outrage device over at Fox, is it not? In A bad faith effort by Republicans to make critical race theory a wedge issue.
2: Violent looking, angry, spewing parents outside of these schools. Individuals intent on creating chaos for the sake of creating chaos. These actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism.
1: This becomes a security crisis, in a sense, for the nation.
2: It is dangerous to our
3: children when the parents themselves are the school bullies. That acting job of the crying,
2: I can't even look at it. Well, this is (laughs) That is one of the worst acting jobs I've ever seen.
1: He committed a murder, or two murders, and attempted to murder someone else.
4: When Rittenhouse got emotional, it may have come across to the jury as a genuine expression of remorse, or, on the other hand, Maybe it was crocodile tears designed to elicit sympathy. This is white privilege on steroids.
1: Ivermectin is something more often used to deworm horses.
2: Telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs and he included Ivermectin on the list, a drug used for livestock.
4: Rogan said the word Ivermectin, yes, that's the deworming medicine made to kill parasites and farm animals.
3: So things are clearly bad. But they're being made even worse by people who have refused to take the vaccine and instead are swallowing horse paste.
1: We all knew it was violent. We knew it was wrong. We knew it was undemocratic, (laughs) un-American. Well, so did the host at the Fox propaganda network. This is the really stunning part, because they pretend like it was a big deal now. Like, oh my gosh, it was a tourist event. I, for one, am shocked that Fox News hosts were saying stuff in private different to what they say in public. Shocked. They were lying. They knew instinctively in real time that this was a desperate moment, that the Capitol was being attacked. They were pleading to the president, showing that they weren't really functioning as political functionaries, nothing resembling journalists in that, that administration. No matter how they try to downplay or blame antifa or or the left or provocateurs or whatever
3: their texts tell the truth only donald trump could call off the insurrectionists because they were his insurrectionists
0: all right joining us now to weigh in on the mob and the media mark simone the host of the top rated morning show in new york on wlr our affiliate in new york and joe concha fox news contributor Calmness for the Hill. I think 2022 would be a great year to start his own media show. Uh, welcome both of you. Our final show of the year as uh, I head out on my long vacation. I'm grateful, Mark Simone, that Build Back Better New Green Deal Socialism is dead because that increased the odds dramatically that I'd be called back from vacation. <laughs>
4: Dad, it's going great. Look everywhere I look, I see Build Back Better hats. People are wearing them
0: everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Build build, build Back Better, you know, Biden. They got to rebuild Biden, is probably more appropriate.
4: You got to give Biden credit, though. He's going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for buyer's remorse. I mean, it, it is a disaster. And he used to be pretty good at lying, but he can't even think of anything. You know, he'd tell you build back better, $5 trillion, but it won't cost anything. And. We're supposed to believe that's not going to cost anything. He is unbelievable. Uh, uh, The media uh, set all kinds of new records. You know, if you ever, sometimes you meet somebody that went to Harvard, you feel a little intimidated. Just remember, Joy Reid went to Harvard. Don't ever be intimidated by it again. You don't have to be that bright to go there.
0: You know, this is your business, Joe Concha. I don't know how you do your job every day because they would drive me nuts following them. But, you know, you had some real whoppers this year.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to go through this Olympic style in honor of the uh, Winter Olympics coming up in all places. China. All right. Bronze medal, Sean. Here's the bronze medal. All right. I'm quoting here. Those lights that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial along the reflecting pool. It's almost extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of embrace outstretching his arms. That's CNN's police jeep. Political editor David Challahan is saying that. I mean, you might as well set it to an Adam, you know, Sorkin music theme. I mean, for to say something like that. And again, that's like the straight news guy. Silver medal for media uh, malfeasance. Jen Psaki's claim that, and uh, this is how she said it actually: Republicans are actually the ones who advocate defunding the police. She said this with a straight face and didn't even say she heard about it at band camp. Thank you appreciate that. <laughs> good good live audience you have there, Sean. Uh, and I'd offer more examples from the White House press secretary, but this is only a three-hour program. But the gold medal, I mean, this is secretariat running away with the type of gold medal. Dana Milbank, Washington Post, actually claiming that Biden is getting worse media coverage and treatment than Donald <laughs> Trump did. <laughs> I mean, because we see Biden you can't being make that authoritarian up. Hitler 2.0, right? You can't make it up. And look, look at the, look at the, uh, the study here, right? I mean, from Harvard, not exactly a bastion of conservative sentiment. They found that Trump in his first 100 days, 93% negative coverage. NBC, 93% negative coverage. New York Times, 89% negative coverage. Joe Biden is not getting 93 and 89% negative coverage, because you can't in a positive way, thank you. Inflation at a forty-year high. You can't possibly spin gas prices at a decade high. You can't spin violent crime, smashing grabs, being a nightly event in this country, while the administration blames COVID. I could go down the line, but our media is trying to cover for Joe Biden, but Americans see right through because they feel inflation, they feel violent crime, and they see people passing over this border two to the tune of two million. Sean, it's
0: unbelievable. You know, the thing is, is they get away with lying every time. How do they get away with it, and then they never have to, you know, correct the record, Mark Simone?
4: Cause the, well, I, you know, I like Jen Psaki. She's a good example. Every press secretary tries to charm you. They try to sell you the story. She just lies. Here's the lie. Write it down. Doesn't even bother to or, or try to convince you of anything. They just... Do it, they just know they can get away with it. It's it's a, it's a cabal of uh, corrupt media. They all do it. I, and I'm watching Lester Holt the other night. Open the news with Mark Meadows, and this you know, ninety percent of Americans going. Who the hell is Mark Meadows? How does why, why is this the lead story? Uh, they, they, look how hard they try to defend Cuomo. <laughs> uh, you'll notice he's gone. So uh,
0: Yeah, I, I would notice that he's absolutely gone. You know, I find Jen Psaki, though, is getting more sarcastic all the time. Oh, the tragedy of the uh, treadmill uh, now lashing out at meat providers as being price gouging. Um, I mean, she makes what we, we don't need to test illegal immigrants because they're not going to be here long anyway. I mean, it, she seems to be getting away with pretty much anything she wants to say, whether it's true or not true. No, you know, geez, she said cow. the CBO score was a fake score. It wasn't a fake score.
4: Yeah, and she just scowls at you. She you know, gives you a dirty look. You know, it's like one of these bad uh, civil servants. that, When you stand in the window, they're just glaring at you, making it clear they don't care about you. They're not there to help you. And uh, and she gets away with it. Kamala Harris, you, you can't even find her. She's off somewhere, giggling, not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> giggling. <laughs> she's always giggling. Look at this. Uh, uh, no, gig.
0: but you know what? Give her credit. She did a really good job with those act, those child actors in that PR attempt uh, to
4: boost her image. <laughs> That was a great moment for her. You know the supply chain crisis. The media doesn't go after you. This is the simplest problem in history. It's just taking crates off a ship. They can't even figure out how to do this. It's just loading crates into a truck and driving That's away.
0: all it is. <laughs> and, and you can't get enough trucks. Quick break. We'll come back. 800 941 Our number. We'll get to your calls after the half hour. More with Joe Concha and our friend Mark Simone on the other side. All right. We continue our analysis of how corrupt the media is and politicians are. Mark Simone and Joe Concha are with us. You know, and a 40-year high with inflation, Joe Concha Contra, who's that hurting the most? The poor in the middle Love. class.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because they can't absorb that cost, right? So they have to now make choices in terms of the food they buy. Or heating costs. You think Biden's polls are bad now? Wait till after this winter, because heating costs are supposed to go up 50%. So now you have people deciding between, do I heat my home or, let's see, do I fill my gas my car up with gas when that's incredibly expensive or what food do I buy? People are going to have to make some very difficult choices on that level. But this is why, you know, we say the media gets away with it. They do, but the people they're covering for, in this case, Democrats, the, the Biden administration, they're, they're not getting away with it. Because you see Biden, for example, there's one poll out this week that showed that 22% of likely voters want to see him run again for a second term. 22%. And then you say, oh what do Democrats think? They fully back him, right? Like 95% of Republicans backed or conservatives backed Trump uh, during his era because, you know, the loyalty was overwhelming. Uh-uh. Only a third of Democrats want Biden to run again. You know who they want to run more? This, this person named somebody else literally that's what they pick more almost like give me anybody but biden and then the choices are kamala which we just talked about probably not good Buttigieg's mm, supply chain crisis that's on his resume that's not good andrew cuomo not available gavin Newsom may be recalled or at least a recall election facing him again oh i don't know Marianne williamson uh cory booker elizabeth warren bernie i mean who do you got so i wrote a column yesterday well, that, that amy that, that klobuchar to to
0: really lights up a stage maybe she's <laughs> the, the next candidate
1: that's true but uh, i wrote a column yesterday uh, and i i said that Hillary very easily could run back in, get back in here, not because she's a great candidate either, because the competition is so poor that she probably sees an opportunity like, yeah, if that's who I have to go up against, I think I may jump back in, and I think that's why you're hearing from her a lot more now. She sees herself as, as a viable candidate for 2024, believe it or not.
0: Uh, I think you're right. I believe that, yeah. too. Mark Simone, you know the Clintons better than anybody.
4: Well, you got to remember, the first time Hillary runs for president, she loses to a rookie, Barack Obama, 140 48 days in the Senate. She, he takes the nomination from her. Second time she runs for president. A guy who's not even in politics has never run for anything in his life beats her. Donald Trump. So, she's got no shot. She's just the biggest loser ever. Oh, I'm not saying she has a shot, Mark. I'm saying that that she thinks
1: that, A, she, she talks about stolen elections all the time, and apparently that's A-OK. So, she thinks that she was robbed, and now that this is her mantle, finally, to, to grab. But I'm not saying that she will win. I'm saying that she at least thinks she could get the nomination and then go from there.
4: But it's like the old lady in sunset boulevard you know the hundred years old thinks she's going to be in movies again that's hillary clinton
1: the- oh <laughs> man
4: that's movie. rough that, sounds-
0: that is cold <laughs> <laughs> that is cold uh all right so one. what are the predictions for next year because look if I, I don't see the capacity in the democratic party as it's currently configured i see no uh, no capacity to change you got the progressive radical democrats uh, that run the show i don't know if joe knows what day it, it is or not and now you've got mansion mansion is standing up for energy and he's standing up against build back better new green deal socialism you got Kristen cinema torpedoing the democratic's new priority passing voting rights legislation and ending the filibuster she said no i'm not ending the filibuster so They're being stymied, but it also then puts a lot of pressure on Republicans. They've got to take control of at least one of the two houses, hopefully both of them in November. Where is it headed,
1: Joe? easily the house right because you only have to flip five seats and just to put it in historical perspective barack obama lost 63 seats in his first term and that's after he passed obamacare and at least with obama you felt like you were getting somebody who was coherent and was at least trying to do a good job you could disagree with them but you never thought boy this person really shouldn't be president because he's not quite all there and he still lost 63 seats uh, so just to put that in perspective given i think the he lost
0: eight or nine senate seats too
1: yeah, he did. He did. So uh, I was just about to get to that, that, yeah, they're going to win. They're going to take back the House quite easily. That means Nancy Pelosi is retired for good. Think about that benefit. And then the Senate, all you have to do is have a net flip of one seat, one. And what are Democrats going to run on? What is the bumper sticker, Sean? I don't know, because it, it can't be the economy and it can't be the border and it can't be education. But and look at
0: the states crime. that are up, so up for are grabs in the Senate in 2022. Yeah. It's Florida. It's Georgia. It's North Carolina, South Carolina. It's New Hampshire. Pennsylvania, Uh, it's Wisconsin, Ohio, it's Arizona, it's Nevada, it's Missouri. I mean, every bellwether state. Mark, how does it end?
4: Well, uh, Republicans should win 50 at least in the House and 20 in the Senate, but I saw this Biden speech yesterday, which obviously the committee wrote for him, and the whole speech was Republicans don't stand for anything, we don't know what they stand for, so they'll try that, which is not true, of course. I don't think try-
0: that's going to work. I, I think they're-, they're hoping that Roe v. Wade gets overturned, they'll run on that. That's yeah. my prediction.
4: Yeah, they'll try, they stand for nothing, which means Republicans got to have a Newt Gingrich-type contract for America, they got to be really... Specific. Agreed.
0: Thank you. Uh, I'm not the only one saying it thank you very much all right joe concha and mark simone we appreciate you both being with us when we get back we'll hit the phones quick break right back all right 25 now to the top of the hour we have hannity tonight nine eastern on the fox news channel hope you'll uh, tune in uh wrapping up the show for the year linda this has been every post presidential election year is usually a tougher year this for some reason was not why do you think that is why do I think it was a harder year following the election? No, well it, it no, it's always like the hardest year um you know because there's a, a, a program that delves deeply into politics every day, but this is a year that it, it just was different. We just yeah. instantly went into okay, we've got to save our country mode. And and we pointed out and aggressively pointed out that which the media mob would never point out. And, you know, we started a year and most Americans wouldn't say or didn't see. But now they do see that Joe Biden is a mess and his policies are a disaster. I mean, I think it took a lot of, you know, a a lot of this came from us just staying on it hard all day. And by the way, and many others that do what we do.
3: You know, I think essentially what happened in the last year if I'm really going to sort of take high level, I I felt like I couldn't keep up, you know? And I felt like our audience and and us, we, we did our best. And it just felt like every single day, we were just gulping water. Like every day it was... You know, a new thing on the COVID front, a new thing on what was happening internationally, you know, what we were doing to our troops, what was happening here at home. And suddenly all of these things that in four years we had no trouble with, we have had all of them in the past year. And anybody who is unwilling to admit that is truly just watching CNN and NBC all day. Because if you just open your eyes and go outside and use some common sense, you, you don't need anybody to tell you what's happening. You can see it. I can see it. My son if, can if pe- see it.
0: If people ever doubted conservatism works, we were able to show in one year the disaster that is socialism. And now everybody sees it, sees what we see. You know, everything that I warned about, I tried to warn about last year in 2020. That's why I wrote live free or die America and the world on the brink. This is we're, we're at the on the brink point. And but I feel a sense of hope and optimism as I go on vacation. Uh, this is my one long vacation every year. And because I really believe that now I, I, I never underestimate Republicans abilities to screw up a great opportunity. Um, and I mean that. But with that said, I think America now understands. They, let me put it this way. They would take mean tweeting and competence over the disastrous policies of Joe Biden, and he's not capable of putting out a tweet. I think they would choose very differently now, and I think there's a lot of buyer's remorse in this country, and they really see Joe Biden the way we saw him early on. And we were Honestly, ahead of the curve saying things that nobody else dared would dare say. And everything is proven to be true. I wish I was wrong. We weren't wrong. And we are not I don't think we're going to be wrong about America making a course correction in November of next year.
3: Here's my fear. And you and I have talked about this many times and have been talking about it for over a decade now. And I know we don't agree on this 100%. But I, I really feel very strongly that the Republicans are no different from the Democrats. They're all in bed together. There's a few standouts. That are different, you know, Jim Banks, whether it's, you know, Jim Banks or Jim Jordan or, um, you know, Basically all the guests Cotton. that we
0: put on our program, basically right. the I good mean, people we put on.
3: If I'm telling you I'm biased, I'm being honest, because I am. I'm very biased to people who actually say things and then do the things that they say they're going to do, right? And there are so many rhinos and so many liars. And so my fear is a lot of people will say, well, I'd rather vote for a Republican than put a Democrat in, where I'm kind of of the opinion, like, if the Republican is just as bad as a the Democrat, then put the Democrat in. You know what? Because the last thing we need is another rhino giving us a bad name. See, and I'll so I you just hope, you know, that Even changes.
0: philosophically, I have to disagree with it, because if you do that, then you're going to end up with court packing. If you do that, then you're going to end up with eliminating But they're not the standing
3: filibuster. in the way anyway.
0: The well, same guys the are standing is- in the way with 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 the republicans we have as weak as they are they never i we're winning those battles barely now if the democrats got more senate seats it, w- it would be an unmitigated disaster there, there's going to be some tough senate races that i'm warning everybody about now i agree um, with you on that look i but i'm not a republican either i mean the greatest example of republican weakness to confirm what you're saying is true is you know we had 65 votes since Obamacare was passed in 2009 and 10 uh, to repeal and replace Obamacare, then when the moment came that they could actually do it in 2017, they didn't. You know, in 2017, the exact bill with the exact same Republican senators that would do a straight repeal of Obamacare, when it mattered, seven Republican senators bailed on it. It's a great example. Mitch McConnell and company helping... Biden twice by extending the debt ceiling. I mean, those are all examples of what you're saying. I'm not putting my faith, hope in them, no. but I'm putting my faith and hope in the conservatives that will stop them.
3: McConnell, from doing Murkowski, those Collins, Thune.
0: Yeah, um, I know, We we all know their names. We know. You know. We talk about it all the time. I know the names. But I
3: really listen. That to me, they get biggest loser awards for 2021. Um, you know, Joe Biden gets. Biggest lose reward for every year for the 47 years that he was in, you know, in office. And now his 48th is literally the worst ever. Um, I think 2022 is going to be a real shakeup. So for I of have people. a plan
0: I will announce when I get back to prevent them from being able to be weak. And you might say, what is that plan?
2: What is that well, plan boss? Tune in,
0: in January? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's say hi to Rhonda, Indiana. Rhonda, how are you? Glad you called.
2: Hi, Sean. I, I am wondering if you're seeing the same thing um, just among the American people that I am seeing here in Flyover Country, and that is a lot of hopelessness and fear. Do you see that? Do um, You hear that?
0: Yeah. Well, give me more specifics because the fear of what the the, the state well, of the country,
2: the, the yeah, state of the, the world, that, both, both actually. I feel a lot well, there, of there are things to
0: fear. I mean, I'm going to be very honest about it. Um, We're in the middle of now another COVID wave. I know because I spent all day on the phone helping people. Um, So that's real. Uh, We have an economy that is teetering on the brink with a 40-year inflation high. And now we're going to get higher interest rates, and it's going to impact the economy dramatically. Uh, Then you got a a weak president and you see Russia on the border with Ukraine. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the mullahs in Iran. They think that they're emboldened and they might have their opportunity to attack Israel. I fear that. I fear that next year after the the Olympics in 2022 in China, that China is going to follow through on their territorial ambitions and try and take over Taiwan and they will do it successfully. And Joe won't stop them. Um, And I don't. I'm not talking about militarily. So, yeah, all of these things, you know, the border's a mess. I see a Democratic Party that wants to grab power like I've never seen in my life, an agenda that is so radical, I've never seen that in my life. There are things to be concerned about. At some point a week from now, ideas will begin to percolate, and I write them all down. And my ideas, my thoughts, my plans, I know where I'm heading, and that is, you know, to get this republic on better footing. And it's gonna start in November of next year, but it really starts in January. We've got to lay the foundation. We've got to get good candidates. We gotta get these candidates on board to support the right policies so they can't be weak, as Linda rightly points out, they often are. And and I think there's a way to do it, and I'll outline that when I get back. So I want I don't want your heart to be troubled. Now, with all that said, at the end of the day, you know what? God's in charge, and you know, I put my faith there too as well.
2: That's a really good summary. I can't top that. I just want to tell you this. Next week, for the first time in three years, the oldest of our four sons is coming home for Christmas. And the reason that is so miraculous is that for the last 10 to 12 years, we watched his descent into the world of drugs. It will be the first time in many years that he will be in our home with his three brothers, and he will be clean and sober and he's on the path to redemption. A How long has ago, he been clean and sober? He's been clean and sober for just over a year and it was just over a year that my husband, his father, went down to the homeless encampments where we knew he was and he combed through the hell that is the homeless encampments in Texas. He stepped over feces, over drug, used drug needles. He saw Sites that traumatized him, and he knew that somewhere in one of those camps was our son. He did not find him. He came home, and he sobbed when I picked him up, and he said, I have failed. And I said, no, 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 you haven't failed. It will do the work it's meant to do. And a week later, we got a phone call that, that he had been arrested, and it saved his life. It saved his life. He was able to detox. He was able to get into a good solid rehab program. His mind is clear. The Christmas card that he just hand hand uh, painted and hand wrote testifies to the work of God in his life. And that's why, Sean, I go through these days in light of everything that you just listed, but I carry such a hope. I carry such a light, and I want to share it. With the people around me who are feeling all those uh, feelings of fear that you rightly named, this is still
0: what you're describing a is a miracle. You know, yes. you know what the odds are that this happens to somebody like your son. It's under fifteen percent.
2: It's very low, and you know it's what? It's very John?
0: low. But you know what? You know, you never gave up on him, and you stayed you know. in the fight, and you fought for him, and your husband fought for him. And now you get to welcome him back to your home this Christmas. And yeah. he gets to be with his family and get his life back. And, you know, we'll be praying that he stays on, you know, stays on the wagon and the straight and narrow. And, you know, hopefully he can find something that a purpose in his life that energizes him. Sounds like he's artistic and smart. I don't know what that means. Maybe graphic design or design of some kind. He sounds, you know, he sounds like he has special gifts. Yeah. And um, I'm very happy for you. Yeah. you know, isn't
2: I, isn't that the, the example of Christmas, Sean? The, the father, Heavenly Father who went, sent his son into a dark and awful world, just like my husband went into the world of drugs. You know, I thought there's no better picture of what happened at Christmas than that. And if an earthly father can be that good and that passionate about the pursuit of his son, it is but a dim reflection of the Heavenly Father's Pursuit of Each One of Us. It's the Christmas story in a little nutshell.
0: It's a beautiful story. You know, I mean, the hope that you can always take in the end, as bad as things are down here, is that if the very hairs of our head oh. are counted, I mean, it's kind of hard for the human mind, I think, to comprehend, and I don't think it, we're meant to comprehend the majesty and the mystery that is God. Mm-hmm. And I just know it's real. You know, for those yeah. that are atheists and say, "Well, the Big Bang happened," I'm like, "Okay, well, where did all that energy come from?" And you really believe that all that energy came? You believe not, something came from nothing? That there wasn't a creator and that it banged together and you have universes within universes and and, and the perfect scientific um, um, creation just happened randomly? No, there is something greater than us. We refer yeah. to that as God. I believe it with yeah. all my heart, mind, and soul.
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't think because-
0: I would be the person I am without God in my life. Uh, and acknowledging we've all sinned and fallen short, but I, you know, I th- this is a country that believes in those principles where we are endowed by our Creator. This is the intersection of politics and religion. And that rights are natural rights. They're God-given rights. They're not. They're not given by politicians and governments. They're given by God. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. God-given rights. The natural state doesn't mean that, doesn't mean equal results. Um, your son now, with your guidance and your love and and his his family's love, is hopefully going to take his life to where it should have been uh, when he was born. You know, a lot of people, all of us at some point get off track. I know I got off track of points in my life and Mm. I've got to go back to the basics. That's what I try to do on this long vacation. I'm going back to basics. And and when I do that, I find it's it's good for my mental, spiritual and physical health. Um, God bless you and your family, Rhonda. That's a beautiful story. And I wish you and your family the best. A very Merry Christmas. God bless you all. Wow. Linda, what would you think of that? Amazing. Amazing story, right? We it gives we both us all know, hope. We know so many people that suffer, don't we? It's unbelievable. We do. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN mm-hmm. is our number. We'll continue. All right, I told you yesterday they are planning three rate hikes next year. The Fed announced inflation is dominating the country at levels that we have not seen since 1982. The cost of everything is going up. You've got to be proactive, pragmatic, and prepared. If you're a homeowner, you've got to consider now, while there is still time, refinancing your mortgage. It could save you tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. It'll save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars every month. Now, the impact on your budget will be substantial. These are historically low rates. Now, our friends at AmericanFinancing.net will give you a free, no pressure, no obligation mortgage review. So you will have options and you'll see how much you'll be able to save in the long term and in the short term. Now, they're saving customers up to a thousand bucks a month in many cases. And why not, listen, why not, there's no no risk to you at all. It's a free mortgage review. Just call 866-615-9200, 866-615-9200 on the web. It's AmericanFinancing.net.
1: American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org.
0: That's going to wrap things up for today. And unless something really big breaks for the year, um, buckle up, rest up, enjoy your families, recharge, Find God wherever you find it and get ready to come back to fight for your country in January, because that's what I'm doing. Anyway, I wish you and your family a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Great New Year. I'm coming back ready for a political battle of all battles. The The entire republic uh, is in jeopardy, and we got to win this next election. Anyway, uh, that's it. We'll see you tonight, though, on Hannity, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. Our last show there for the year. Reince Priebus, Scott Brown. Joe Concha, Miranda Devine, Larry Elder, Clay Travis, Kaylee McEnany, Congressman Mike Waltz. Thank you for making this show possible. You give me this microphone every day. You give our team this microphone every day. We can't thank you enough. Love you all. Have a safe holiday. We'll see you back here after the new year.